0: Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast, a podcast that gives you the edge. Each episode, we will be discussing strategies, tools, and techniques to support and empower all women. We'll break down the best ways to secure your deserved seat at leadership tables like serving on boards, being in the C-suite, or running for elected office. I'm Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I'm Al Smith with founder and CEO of Boss Lady, Teresa Rand. Well, Merry Christmas, Teresa.
0: Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Yes. All of that good stuff yes. is the season.
1: And if the Russians are listening, uh, happy, happy, you know, Merry Christmas to you too. Jeez. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> okay, Al. I mean, they seem
1: to have it, You know, infiltrated all the important uh-huh. things, and this is important. Absolutely, this so is very
0: important. I just so thought I'd throw that in. Happy there. holidays to everybody, <laughs> yes, all over the world. Whoever's listening, all over the world. We
1: welcome everyone. As this is our
0: Christmas Eve episode. How about that? Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and wow, what a what a year.
0: What. <laughs> a year and we're we're going to talk about Christmas. that for our january yeah. episode actually as we're talking about setting goals and reflecting yeah. there's quite a bit of reflecting um i've been doing more to reflecting in than i prefer yeah like, like, but no. yeah
1: no actually it's been good yeah. but we've had i think we have the greatest gift that has has come into our world that we could ask for which is the is you know, a miracle of modern science, which yeah. is a vaccine in less than a, you know, less than a, than a year. year.
0: Absolutely. So are you going to take it?
1: Oh uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Me too. Just
1: line me up. Bring it on. I took three others this year. Why, why wouldn't <laughs> I take that one? <laughs> I'll know. take my chances. Did you mean, do you get the shingles? Bob did. The
0: shingles. Yeah. I, didn't, yep. I haven't done that. I haven't even had my flu shot this year. I keep saying I'm going to do it and I just.
1: Well, you know I what they have. say about the, and you still should, I know. you know what they're saying about the flu this year is because of, All this distancing and covering, the flu's actually gone down because uh, or they they just
0: call it COVID. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, you're getting COVID instead. Yeah,
0: they just call it COVID instead. Uh, That's the key.
1: But that is, you know, my
0: big deal's been allergies.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. I have I mean, I have allergies all year long, but recently it's been worse. I blame it on the dog, but it can't be just the dog
1: because it's easier year, on that dog. I,
0: do, I blame everything on that dog.
1: But hey, you know, back to the vaccine. So, the question is really is to what links do we go to get people to take the vaccine?
0: I know. You
1: know, do yeah, we? Yeah,
0: that's, uh, that's a Do we make subject. it a condition of employment? Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, I think back when I was working and, you know, we, I mean, your kids had to have vaccines to go to school. I don't know yeah, how that works now cuz I know you do. now you can get a religious out, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: If you don't want to vaccine your kids, yeah. but I remember putting my kids in school of course they're all grown now.
1: Well, I think now a most large uh health care companies require yeah. their workers to have yeah. a flu shot. So I
0: can't I I can't understand why they wouldn't want to do it, but I know there's reasons. Yeah. You know, it's for your own safety, for everybody else's safety and that Would be my opinion,
1: <laughs> right? I'm just right there to, with you yeah. just to
0: I let just, you know yeah. it's my opinion, <laughs> right? Not right or wrong or indifferent, it's just mine,
1: but so. truly, a, truly a miracle. I mean, and I think I, you know, I, I don't a lot has been made of it as it will. Should a lot right. of times, That's uh, right. the media makes a lot of things that, especially the negative things, yeah. And I don't really need to see, I don't know about you. I don't need to see another picture of somebody getting a needle in their arm. You know, you can just yeah, tell me they got the needle I, in their arm. Bob I don't and I were need to see about
0: that. I really don't need to see you get a shot. But okay. I wanna, I, but I get it. They're they're wanting to convince people yeah. that it's safe. So I get that. But I'm like you. I've rolled my eyes yeah, every time. I'm I don't like, yeah, oh, jeez.
1: But, but the fact that they were able to do this, yeah. and we've got two companies that did, yep. and they're rolling out a hundred million. It's massive. Yeah, it's massive. Just, uh, yeah, know,
0: it's it's, massive. It's, it's, it really is. It is so. I think, so. But hopefully, in the next, I think I heard, I don't remember, like next, I don't know, six to eight weeks, three months, hopefully enough we will have had it that we can
1: all go back to
0: whatever normal is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know what that's going to be.
1: I just think it's funny now that we now like the miracles happen. Everybody's like, <laughs> got them on the yeah, watch. Exactly. Right? <laughs> They're watching every move. Yeah. That we, UPS delivery wasn't exactly. On
0: exactly. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's get back to whatever new normal looks like. Yeah. So.
1: But that's a great Christmas present. So we've got Christmas we go.
0: coming tomorrow. We've got New Year's coming up. Um, 2020 is almost over. Yeah. Al, you've been Thank waiting on God. Yes, it. <laughs> I have. <laughs> you've been waiting on it, and we've yes. got Katie here tonight. Yes. Talk about our Christmas message. If you're brand new to our podcast, Pastor Katie has been a guest a couple times now, but I actually had her on as a, a as just a full guest the first time to talk about her church and the things that she does. And then we decided that we're going to have her once a month to do a spiritual thought for us. So I'm excited about our Christmas message. So Katie will be joining us once a month, uh, hopefully for the next eight or nine, ten times, whatever, we'll see. And maybe it'll go longer than that. But at least once a month, the last Thursday of every month, we'll have Katie on to give a spiritual thought for us. So I know I can use that spiritual thought more than once a month, but. We'll we'll take this for the podcast. Well, yeah, for our the last one she did, I listened to a couple times actually, so it's nice to be able to go back to it. So that's good. And then we've got our Career Cultivators Facebook page that we've started out there, which is a private Facebook page. If you're looking to, let's see, the best way I can put it is if what's your next career move is how I put it on the page is you know have you set goals and thought about do you want to stay working where you are do you want to get a promotion do you want to change jobs do you want to be an entrepreneur so this is a facebook page called career cultivators about growing your career and whatever that means for you we do a weekly training a live training every week and it's recorded so if you're not available you can always see it but it really is a site for all of us to just talk about all things career work-life balance has been a big topic we talked about negotiation skills a couple of weeks ago. And we're going to do some goal-setting trainings yeah. coming up. Okay. So you can go on Facebook and type in Career Cultivators and find it. Or go to com and find all that stuff.
1: But very good. And I think growth being the key word. I growth
0: think, is the key word. You know,
1: growth yep. is, as Tony Robbins says, growth equals happiness. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're not
1: growing, you know. And, and, and you know, I'll say... F- for me, and I've talked to other people, and you and I, we've talked to us on the show. And even though I've, I've, my major source of my income has gone away because of this, and it right. will come back, but uh, it's it's really re- forced me to grow in some areas I I was too busy Absolutely. in air quotes yeah to deal with. And so I I think. Uh, it's all part of God's master plan yeah. personally for me. I think
0: so too. <laughs> I agree.
1: I've
0: asked people a lot recently, what's one thing you've learned this year that you, you know, have you acquired a new skill? And a lot of people have acquired a new yeah. skill because they had time to do it. They slowed down or they were forced to do it. They had to, you know, kind of take a step back and decide what am I going to do now? Cause yeah. I'm either working from home. My kids are home or I don't have a job or, you know, all of the above
1: or the job I have I don't like or and I don't it's like. not really where mm-hmm. I want to be right. and and that's why I think uh, career cultivators right. is so important even yep. if even if you're not you know growing either it's either you're going to get, you, you want to get another job or you want to grow in, in with the company right or start your own company or, or be able to grow yeah the company you have yep. yeah
0: yeah and it helps to have a community to talk through some of those things you know, it really does,
1: and I know I've said this before, it's one of my favorites. Is it's, it's well, we used to go like what when, when I do business coaching, it's like getting people to work on their business right. instead, instead of, of in their, their business. business. And it's yeah. the same thing with yourself, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, because
1: we confuse so much with what is urgent with what right. is important, yeah. right?
0: Staying like busy is not always a good
1: thing, doing knocking out our list, isn't yeah, exactly, exactly, growth. exactly.
0: So with Katie coming tonight, we want to do our random thought yeah. now, random thought of the day. And I just made this one up, actually. Well, that's figured,
1: good. That's what you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was random, wasn't it? It was
0: random. <laughs> this, so this. if you don't like Bingo. this one, it was nobody's. It's mine. Um, but as I was thinking about Katie and I was thinking about the end of the year and the beginning of a new year, and it is a time of reflection. Uh, I remember when I was still working in corporate America, every December, I took time when a lot of people were taking off. I like to work those last couple of days before Christmas or New Year's to clean out my office, you know, pull up my resume and look at it again, get ready for my evaluation that I knew was coming in January, just really clean out. And so I could start the new year from a clean spot. So, um, the thought of the day that I had for for this particular episode is that reflection is good for the soul. And yeah. I thought that was appropriate with Katie coming because we're talking about things spiritual and especially during this special uh, time of year, if you're a believer. So reflection is good for the soul.
1: I like it. i been doing a lot of reflecting. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? We'll be right back.
0: Whether you are an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a stay-at-home mom, you are a boss lady. Check out TeresaRanConsulting.com and find out how you can join our unique group of women. Together, we are cultivating growth by embracing, empowering, and educating each other. Check us out today.
1: All right, welcome back, Boss Lady Podcast. Okay, it's Christmas time. It's
0: Christmas Eve.
1: What better time to have our guests Yeah, Christmas.
0: So again, we have Pastor Katie here. And Katie, if you're a new listener, has been with us several times. And if you've been listening to us, I know you'll be excited for Al and I to stop talking so you can hear what Katie's got to say (laughs) for us, especially on Christmas. So Katie, welcome.
2: Thank you. I'm so glad
0: to be with you again. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And happy holidays to those that don't necessarily celebrate Christmas, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But what you got for us tonight?
2: Well, it's when you first invited me, or or we first started talking about Christmas, um, I had this joke that I had heard just pop up in my head and started getting my creative juices flowing, and maybe you've heard it, but um, it's the joke is, if three wise women had come instead of three wise men, they wouldn't have brought gold and frankincense and myrrh, they would have brought casseroles and diapers and like more realistic things <laughs> That's right. that people need when they have a new baby, yeah. um, which has just got me thinking about the wisdom of women right. and sort of the divine feminine. And so um, in addition to the wise woman we hear every week on this uh-huh. podcast, Teresa, um, I intend to bring my own voice as well as some other wise yeah. women who have influenced me and who have some lovely words that I think are so appropriate for this season. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I'm yeah. excited. And in fact, I'm just going to start off with one of them. There's this wonderful um, theologian, is what I would call her, who really lives into the divine feminine. She's also uh, wouldn't call herself a Christian per se. She appreciates a lot of Christian theology. She also appreciates a lot of Hindu ideas and Buddhist ideas and all kinds of ideas that she sort of, you know, lives into and builds right. out and speaks poetically about. Um, her name is Mirabai Starr. And uh, which is just a what fabulous a, name, I know, <laughs> right? I couldn't let that go. I know. So what is, say that again. Star, and it's M I R A B I B A I, and then star is S T A R R. Wow! And she's written a lot of lovely books and poetry, and and she's a big fan of some of the Christian mystics from like the fifteen hundreds oh, wow. and dives into that, and it's just beautiful, beautiful stuff. But one of her books is called Wild Mercy. And really talks a lot about the divine feminine. I just took a couple little sections out of it okay. that I'll I'll read for you now that talk about um, sort of the holy in the everyday. And I think this is something, especially in this time, we've been coming um, more aware of because there is a tendency for it to feel like all the same day.
0: Yeah. You know, with so yeah. many
2: of our normal rituals and routines disrupted, our holidays, our gatherings, our weddings and funerals and graduations and, you know, all Everything. of these things that demarcate life. Um, and it can all start to feel like Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. right? Like the yep. same day over and, over and over. Um, and, and Mirabai Starr talks a lot about, um, you know, the, the holy in the everyday. Um, so this is something she wrote. This is right towards the beginning of her book, Wild Mercy. It says, maybe you're making dinner And you step outside to snip chives from the kitchen garden, just as the harvest moon is rising over the eastern slopes. She is full and golden like one of those pregnant women who radiate from within. Suddenly you cannot bear the beauty. Scissors suspended in your hand, tears pooling at the corners of your eyes. You nearly quit breathing. Your gaze softens and the edges of your individual identity fade. You are absorbed into the heart of the moon, It feels natural, and there's no other place you'd rather be. But the onions are burning, (laughs) and so you turn away and cut your herbs and go back inside. You resume stirring the sauce and setting the table. Wow. Uh, I just love the way she writes. She goes on to say, which is why seemingly ordinary moments like moon rises and lovemaking undo you. The veil has been pulled back. Everything feels inexhaustibly holy. This is not what they taught you in the church of your childhood. Your soul has been formed in the forge of life's losses, galvanized in the crucible of community, fertilized by the reign of relationship, blessed by your intimacy with Mother Earth. You have glimpsed the face of the divine where you least expected it. Wow. And you think about the reflection, you think about yeah. 2020, you think about um, sort of being forced to dive back into the ordinary yeah. as we've sort of sheltered in place often or quarantined to various. And uh, and this wise woman, Mirabai Star, really yeah. pulls out some of the beauty in the ordinary and crafts it and wraps it up in these buttery, honey-tasting words. Yeah, oh, She just amazes me.
0: And you know what my mind went to as you were reading that and, and, you've heard it on people talk about it. I've had friends say it to me is just the time that 2020 has forced them to spend with their family doing things that we used to do
1: Mm -hmm.
0: playing outside more going camping, playing board games, you know, because we're not rushing to soccer. We're not rushing to cheerleading. We're not rushing, rushing, rushing. We're all at home. Mm -hmm. So we've been so creative. Um, and I think that's what she's talking about, those things. I mean, that, to me, that's how it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. It's we've forgotten how to appreciate just the ordinary sitting down for dinner. We had our um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law over last week, and we sat in the living room. I have a formal living room. And they were like, well, we're going to sit in the living room. I was like, yeah, because we just never do. And I'm like, what the heck am I saving it for? you know because i don't want, i don't want the six grandkids. kids they know that room's off limits the only thing that goes in the living room is the dog he oh, he has my most expensive chair in the house that's where he sits all day but anyway so it's just those things it's mm-hmm. like why don't we do that
2: yeah finding the the holy in the ordinary I think yeah has been a big theme of this season And it's interesting how you talk about the busyness there's a, a story in scripture um, about two women, Mary and Martha, mm-hmm. and Jesus comes to visit them. And Martha's running around and she's busy and she's cooking and cleaning and doing and, fi- and, and so busy. And um, and Mary sits down to listen to Jesus, to hang out, you know, and just be present, right? And at this one point in the story, Martha gets kind of ticked. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, Jesus. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. say it quite like this. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Hey, Jesus, tell my sister to get up and help me. Yeah. Like, come on. And Jesus is like, oh, she's chosen What is good, I think is how he says it in one of the translations. She has chosen what is good and the being still, the being present. And I think this season has really, meaning pandemic tide, this (laughs) long season we've been in, has kind of reminded us to focus back in and be present and peel away some of that busyness. And you and I chatted a little bit this week about that
0: particular story Mm -hmm. because I tend to be the Martha. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why is, why are they sitting down? Why are they not helping me load the dishwasher? Why are they not? You know, that's my personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling you, it's, it's time to just sit back and the house will get cleaned eventually, you know, after mm-hmm. the kids go home, you know, instead of
2: missing all the chaos yeah, and I, the blessings I, in the chaos. There's, there's huge gifts in that. Yeah, there is. And without as much opportunity as you kind of highlighted to do, to go and do and, and all right. the things we think we want to. Yeah, curate and busy ourselves with. Yeah, instead, just be. It's just weird. I am. I too am a busy person. Mm -hmm. Um, the word land shark has been used. (laughs) You're just constantly moving. Like you know, a shark can't sit still. Um, yeah, so I deeply resonate with that. And is one of the reasons that um keeps me seeking peace, keeps me finding ways to like focus in, to pay attention to the spiritual, to look for the divine in the everyday, to. Um, meditate or walk a labyrinth right. or color or any of these spiritual practices, um, that speak to you. Yeah. Me to return yeah. To them. I
0: think that's probably why I enjoy reading so much. Mm-hmm. It's something that I enjoy. I still feel like I'm being productive, but I'm doing something that really feeds my brain, my soul, what, depending on what I'm reading, you know, mm-hmm. um, cause I get lost when I read. That's just, you know, whether it's something spiritual or it's a novel or it's a business book, I just, you know, get lost in it. It's so one of my few times I sit and I'm okay with, I call that doing nothing, even though I am doing something. But, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, it makes me think back to, to the Christmas story, right? This is a story about a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. And when you first have a newborn baby, like, you're not going out. And yeah, that's like, right. You know, you, yeah. are, you are in and you are quiet and you have to allow yeah. others to take care of you some. Yeah. Is part of absolutely. the story that I'm also not always very good at. Mm. Um, I imagine a lot of boss ladies yeah. are probably not yeah, very absolutely. good at letting other people take care of us. Um, so this story I think even reminds us to center in, settle down, right, slow down. I mean, I even <laughs> from listening to our other conversations, I'm like, Katie, you even talk fast, girl. <laughs> like pick yeah. up, settle in. Um, and that, that is that is good and valuable too. Right. Um, and in these everyday and yet unexpected, like divine moments. I mean, that's sort of the heart of the Christmas story. This also echoes out through other religious mm-hmm. traditions, too. But it's like, you know, the the Jews wanted a king, a strong, right. powerful conqueror to come in and take over and make things right. This is kind of what Messiah right. meant to them. And what they got was like a dirty oh, baby, baby. Some hay, Yeah, hay, you know. It's like, wait a second. So it's it, there's always kind of this shift to the unexpected, but it's also in the everyday. Right. It's in the, the what's what's more normal and natural uh, in this world than recreation, procreation. Yeah. you know, so, the like, new life, and I, and that's one of the big invitations in this time too. Is is new life, not just this external creation of another human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one version. Um, but also the invitation to new life within ourselves, right. this opportunity to reflect using your words or set new goals, think about the future, think about who we are and who we intend to be. Yeah. Um, and is that matching up? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I like to do at this time of the year is, is make some little like notes about what is, who who is Katie and what does she want to be? You know, mm-hmm. I remember doing this even back in my 20s. And at one point on my list was like, Katie wants to be somebody who flosses every day. Like, <laughs> You know, some of them <laughs> have to be easy goals, you know? So these things yeah. have to, you know, start small. Um and build some momentum, maybe, you know. Uh I do floss every day. So uh, achieved. <laughs> Thank you Ach- for letting us know. Snack. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Check. Um advanced parenting move yeah. unlocked. Um, yeah, but I think this time can can remind us to both look at the ordinary but also look at the whole yeah. way in the ordinary.
0: So one of the things that I wanted to ask you about tonight is um your thoughts Bob and I have five children together and his son and my daughter both married Jewish partners mm-hmm. My daughter converted he he did not convert Bob's son Austin did not convert his wife is Jewish so I think I don't know if most people know because I didn't know this until Haley converted but the mother needs to be Jewish for the children to be Jewish so mm-hmm. anyway um, and so we're really figuring out because all this has happened in the last five years, that everybody married, everybody had babies, and all of a sudden, our, our world has expanded. Um, how to combine those, our two religions. You know, I was at my daughter's last, uh, for Hanukkah, and then she'll be at my house for Christmas. My little two-year-old doesn't have a Christmas tree, but, or my two-year-old granddaughter, but she knows the Christmas trees at Nanny's, and Haley grew up Christian, so she wants to have traditions. Mm-hmm. And so her and Jason are making more traditions around Hanukkah, but she misses some of the traditions we had. So we're really figuring out how do, because I know there's more and more families that way mm-hmm. today. It, what, do you, what do you advise people on that?
2: Well, what's, one of the things that's interesting to me is that you are sort of posing this question, yet it sounds like you're doing such a beautiful job uh-huh. already. Yeah. Right? Like, So I think like many things, um, it's approaching it with curiosity. I don't think it's a thing that you can make. Here's a five-step plan for how to merge your right. Christian and Jewish traditions. Uh, I think that a lot of it is, hey, what's important to you, you know, Jewish family member? What's right. important to you, Christian family member? What are kind of deal breakers? I mean, the same ways that we, you know, regardless of our religious traditions, we come from different families when we merge Right. A couple. That's, uh, yes. And there's all, kinds mm-hmm. of negotiating like in my so christmas traditions in my house the kids are allowed were allowed to open their stockings before the parents got up but you could not open any presents oh, hard wow rule. hard rule. In jeff's my husband's house you were not allowed to touch anything yeah. until mom and dad got, got up, up and that was at a specific time. And that, you know what I mean? And um, their house, they always had quiche. My house, we had biscuits and gravy, mm. uh, you know? So I think we're always kind of marrying these traditions and our religious traditions are no different. Right. Um, what I think is important is approaching it with a sense of humility and and um, curiosity. right? And that creates the space to say, what's important to you? Yeah. And this is what's important to me, and, and can we find ways of, of bringing these different pieces right. in? Um, and yeah, that that's what makes all the difference versus, I think, coming in with, hey, I know you're this, but I expect that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And,
2: you know, so often, I think just even our tone uh, right. and how we yeah. approach it, you know, makes makes all the difference for how we can do that. So my, you know, my last name Steinberg. So my father-in-law is Jewish, was mm-hmm. raised Jewish. And um, we don't really in my household carry out a lot of Jewish traditions, but in my sister-in-law's house, they do, they do the menorah and they light the candles and they have the songs and things Mm -hmm. that they sing. And, um, and then they do, they have a Christmas tree and they do that too. So that's the way they have found to honor, you know, one family's traditions and another family's tradition. Um, but it's, it's really going to have to be family by family and having a conversation and being willing to learn and listen. And, you know, from a non-spiritual perspective, everybody's favorite thing to talk about is themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, so ask a question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Most people are, are can't wait to tell you what's important to them right. and what matters to them and why. Yeah, well, we've been fortunate. We've
0: been able, both my, my daughter-in-law, Shira, and then my daughter, Haley, you know, we have very openly said, okay, now that there are children here, what do you, you know, I'm going to continue to celebrate Christmas, but I don't want to exclude my grandchildren, so... Do I have to buy gifts at Hanukkah or can we wait to Christmas or can't? So we literally have all sat down and said, This is what we're going to do. Haley likes to have the big family Thanksgiving because she doesn't want to have the big Christmas at her house. Mm-hmm. I love having Christmas at my house. So, you know, we figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as they get older, the children, you know, right now they're four, three, and I can't keep up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they're all four of them are under the age of five. So,
1: They're they're all below your knees. Yeah,
0: they're not asking a lot of questions right now, but they will be. My little two-year-old sings Jingle Bells all the time, and her mom just goes, oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's what she keeps hearing. She calls everything Jingle Bells. So we just keep having, it evolves every year for us. Yeah. It's a little different. It's been a little different each year that Mm -hmm. the two families have kind of come together. Man,
2: it feels like such an opportunity to me, too, to, to learn and engage in conversation, you know, and... Think through what's and learn something new. Yeah, uh, and what it, what it was like for you. What were your traditions in your household growing right. up, and these kind of things? Like these are lovely conversations to have. What can be a challenge is almost always it's the anxiety about having the conversation. It, yeah. Is always more than the conversation itself, mm. because religious traditions and things are so important to yeah, these people, they're and they're like sort of tender right. and they vulnerable almost to have to negotiate navigate those things. But more often than not, yeah, it's the anxiety about the conversation yeah. the conversation itself when entered into with really listening goes quite smoothly. Well,
0: I've grown a lot when Haley first started dating Jason and told me she was thinking about converting. I have to admit, I didn't take the news wonderfully, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but I grew to love Jason and his family and realized my daughter's the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. So we figured it out. Yeah. We figured it out, and then Austin came along with Sheer, and I was like, "Okay, here we go." <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: so two out of five kids. Well, there you go. And I think uh, you started off the show talking about yeah. growth, and yeah. how that's where yeah. the life is. And and here you've been given an opportunity, yeah. and and many, like you say, many I think will be um, given that opportunity yeah. as different kinds of families merge together. Absolutely, and figure out what it means to be in the holiday season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Everything from you yeah. know, do you say Merry Christmas? Do you say Happy Holidays? I mean, you know, I really think there's bigger things to worry about. If someone says Happy Holidays to me, I say Happy Holidays back. If they say Merry Christmas, I say Merry Christmas. I I just don't.
1: It's funny. I was <laughs> I was at a, a very good friend of mine who's Jewish, and he had seen your picture on Facebook. He goes, "What?" He's this quizzical look. Now, Teresa, what? I know she's not Jewish, but oh, I saw her. Oh, because I picture.
0: did the menorah pictures with my but, granddaughter. <laughs>
1: but I, and he and I have been friends for a long, yeah. long time, and, and you know, and he's got the same. His his wife's um, Christian. Uh,
0: okay.
1: But he, I, I have a my dad's partners are Jewish. I I have, I haven't yet to, to meet somebody who meant something to me that didn't have, that had a problem with me yeah. saying Merry Christmas. Yeah. I think that's some people's head, but I don't, I don't think anybody. It's of this culture and right. who we are and yeah I, you know yeah. I, and it,
2: I feel like if you say it with a smile on your face and like joy in your heart you're yeah. wishing someone well right no yeah. matter you know. right exactly mm-hmm. yeah so i yeah.
0: i don't get caught up in that no i don't it, it you know i don't know i just it's not in the scheme of the world <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. that big of a deal to me but i realize others like you said it's personal mm-hmm. so to some people it is
2: yeah, you know, and I, I get some of the challenge, too, because I really like to have answers, not just answers, I like to have right answers, yeah. you know right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so I want to come in, like, knowing exactly how to behave and the right things to right. say, but often um, that lacks a certain authenticity mm. and a certain humility that comes with saying, Teresa, I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah. Can you teach me? Right. Can you tell me what's important to you and how we can merge our ideas? Like. And- doesn't that start the conversation off
0: in such a loving place? Mm. We, we, we could mm. do that in politics.
1: And Tim I knew Al. He thought it was very cool that you were lighting with Norris. So he yeah. thought it was. Yeah. He was very uh, happy about that. Uh, good. And be clear but, of that. Yeah. He I really, it when, I, cool. you know, when I did
0: that, I was like, okay, people are going to be incredibly confused because next week we'll have a Christmas tree. But, you know, that's a special, special thing.
1: No, he had a smile on his face.
0: And he I it was I, cool. I just want to be part of my grandkids' lives. I don't really care. (laughs) You know,
2: that's the most important thing. Yeah, it's funny. You know, with the last name Steinberg and my husband's last Mm. name Steinberg, it's funny because people, you know, say sort of generic things to him like, well, did you celebrate this weekend? Uh, (laughs) And Jeff kind of goes, yeah. (laughs) 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 Well, oh, what'd you guys eat? Uh, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, you never quite know who's talking about, him. what, uh, yeah. and, yeah, because, I mean, he his father's Jewish, but his mother's Catholic, and uh, so they wow. were, all have all been navigating that in space yeah. his whole life, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So as we come to the end of the year, and mm-hmm. what a year it's been, but um, what what is your
2: final thought for 2020, you
0: know, as it relates yeah. to
2: our spiritual life? Well, it's it's so poignant that this time of year is also, you know, winter solstice mm-hmm. we just passed, which is, you know, the shortest day of right. the year. But that's the turning point where the days start getting longer, where there's more and more light when the light comes, right? And this idea that Jesus is the light right. of the world and Jesus' birth we celebrate as Christmas, right? So it's this returning of the light. And I feel like that's so poignant in a season that has felt, you know, coronatide, right. <laughs> that has felt— so long and often dark and scary for a lot of people not and yes the virus but also it feels like there's been a lot of tension anyway mm-hmm. you know that's just added mm-hmm. another layer sort of global anxiety over the whole thing um you know and and things cause anxiety good things and bad things right? right cause cause you know anxiety and tension um and so it just feels so poignant to be coming to the end of 2020 to be having this vaccine as you guys were talking about earlier and our days are going to slowly start getting longer. And another one of the, the wise women I wanted to reference today, there's a, a woman named Jan Richardson. She's actually from Winter Park, so not far ah. from here. But um, she writes beautiful poetry uh, about Advent, Christmas, Easter, you know, a lot of these liturgical holidays. Um, but she, she wrote this that I think is just beautiful and poignant for this time of year. Uh, it's called um, How the Light Comes. I cannot tell you how the light comes. What I know is that it is more ancient than imagining, that it travels across an astounding expanse to reach us, that it loves searching out what is hidden, what is lost, what is forgotten or in peril or in pain, that it has a fondness for the body, for finding its way toward flesh, for tracing the edges of form, for shining forth through the eye, the hand, the heart. I cannot tell you how the light comes, but that it does that it will, that it works its way into the deepest dark that enfolds you, though it may seem long ages in coming or arrive in a shape you did not foresee. And so may we this day turn ourselves toward it. May we lift our faces to let it find us. May we bend our bodies to follow the arc it makes. May we open and open more and open still to the blessed light that comes. And that just reminds beautiful. me at this moment that regardless of how dark it's seen, and, you know, ho- holidays aren't all joy for everybody, right? Yeah, so so regardless definitely. of how dark it seems, the dark doesn't last forever. The light always comes. And that's the promise in the Christian message, but that's the promise in spiritual messages, right. in the solstice message, in all kinds of, in even Jewish message. Um, there's the, this beautiful uh, mythology around... Uh, the creation of the world and the shattering of shards of light and that we're all light gatherers picking up these shards and, you know, that that's sort of our purpose. And so this, this idea of the light growing echoes through all kinds of traditions and mythologies and spiritual uh, notions. And I'm just so encouraged by that, that even as the days get longer, even as we approach Christmas... Even as uh, life goes on in this strange time that's yeah. been 2020, the light always comes. Yeah.
0: And I think that's a good way to end tonight. Yes. Show. That's beautifully well done. The light always comes. So we know it's coming. And with that, I think we will just end. Let's tonight. just,
1: uh, let's see that, but let's hear from your grandfather. Let's hear from my we... grandfather. Yeah.
0: He always said, and this year it's been more important than ever, it seems to take time to stop and smell the roses. Thank you, guys. Merry Christmas. Merry
1: Christmas.